Hello, my name is Colleen Orwood and I'm a Development Officer for Community First Yorkshire. I'm talking today to Frank Colenso, who has been involved in installing an electric vehicle charging point in his local village. Hi, Frank. Good morning, Colleen. Frank, can you give me some background as to why you chose to install this charging point? Yes, back in uh, 2017, we were looking at the activities that the community could do to reduce its carbon footprint. Um, we'd heard about the um, Office of Low Emission Vehicles, OLF's grants for um, off-street charging points. And at the same time, we were doing a community survey asking people what they thought about uh, climate change and a whole bunch of other things. And out of that finding in 2018, by that time, uh, we identified that about 40 to 50 residents in the village didn't have an opportunity to charge their cars off street. So we then started to look at the uh, grant scheme from, from OLEF to see whether or not we could apply for one. Is that one of the reasons why you chose to install it at the village hall? The scheme is actually on-street residential charging scheme. That's what it's actually called. But it's for people who can't charge off-street. So it's a little bit confusing in a way. So it's typically the on-street residential charge points are for people who haven't got charge points capability off-street. In other words, they haven't got a drive. And the charge points are put on lampposts. Well, in Hobbingham, we don't have any lampposts. So we had to think again. So we then decided to look at alternatives and we spoke to OLEF and they said that we could put a charge point in a council car park. So then we decided, well, the village hall, we've got the village hall car park belongs to the parish council. So uh, we approached the parish council to ask them if they would support the programme, which they did. How did you find the process of actually applying for the charging point was it quite technical or very difficult i suppose there there are two points to that one is first of all we had to understand the the terminology in the grant scheme which is really straightforward you just it's a, just a new language and just have to learn it what is off street and what is on street charging for example and then really just beginning to look at i suppose two points the suitability of the location is it practical and secondly, what type of installation do you want to put in? Um, is it a slow charger, a fast charger, a rapid charger, or a supercharger? So then you start to get into a little bit of technical detail and whether or not you've got the electricity capacity to be able to, to, to manage that. So uh, there is a little bit of technical stuff behind it, but the framework from OLEF is pretty straightforward to follow. How does that process work? You basically have to justify the, that there is a need. So hence our survey that we did in 2018 provided all of that level of detail. So we had to establish there was a need uh, and we had to establish location was suitable. You, you can't put it into a car park if there are any parking restrictions. So if it's a pay and display or if it's, um, you know, if there are barriers and so on. So it had to be free access to residents. So you have to follow the compliance of the grant application and you have to look into that level of detail. So for example, we wanted to encourage both uh, non-residents to use the charger, so people who are traveling, so as a destination point, if you like, but also we've restricted the charging to residents from six o'clock in the evening till eight o'clock in the morning. And that's really then complies with the OLEF grant. 
to make sure that it is for residents. Part of the process involves finding a supply company to fulfil the grant agreement. Was that quite difficult? Back in 2018, there was a list, but you had to go and find it basically on the internet. Uh, I think OLEF did provide a, a short list and, and literally going through that process, I contacted half a dozen or a dozen potential suppliers, um, many of which said, sorry, we're we don't, not in the area, we're down south or wherever it is, we weren't in your locality, so we couldn't supply. A number of suppliers did say, yes, we'll come and do a survey. And basically on the day never turned up because either they, um, I can only assume that they either didn't have the capacity or, you know, we were too far away. I would imagine that was those, those two, two scenarios. So we ended up with BP Chargemaster, which is not a bad solution, works absolutely fine, and we're very happy with it. Now today, that whole dynamic has changed. Uh, when, I go on the web, when you go on the website today to OZEV, since we installed this, and literally two weeks ago, they've changed the grant process. There is a link, so you can't get too confused about it but it's called OZEV now, the Office of Zero Emission Vehicles. Uh, you'll see a list of I don't know, 50 different suppliers and they've upgraded their uh, system. They've got a whole list of 100 plus um, recognized certified installers as well. But BP Chargemaster have been very good. They, they came out, they, I got them to do two surveys to double check the installation because there was a delay, because we, we wanted to go for two or three suppliers. And by the time we found out that there weren't any others, we asked BP to come back and redo the survey from a technical point of view, because we didn't want to go through all of that process and find at the last minute that the three-phase supply or the single-phase supply wasn't big enough to, to manage or the internet connection wasn't good enough to, to take it. So we didn't want any mess-ups on the day. And they were very good about that and they, they came and did those two uh, surveys to make sure technically we could install it in the right place, there was a good earth connection, there was a good electrical supply that wasn't going to fail, uh, or be limiting in any way and that we had a good wi-fi connection because as part of the grant system you have to provide data for uh, back to olev or ozev for uh, up to three years in other words you have to provide the consumption back to ozev as part of the grant uh, grant scheme and there's some considerations with the grant funding as well because it doesn't cover all of the costs no, it, it, doesn't. it only it only covers the the capital costs basically. Um, so the the funding uh, still today from their website is uh, up, up to a maximum of seven thousand five hundred pounds, and they will give you seventy five percent of the cost. So ours was around six thousand pounds, and we we funded it. Uh, the rest, the twenty five percent, through through Hobbingham Action Group. Are there any other considerations that need to be taken into account? There is. So the ongoing maintenance, for example, uh, we had to sign a three-year contract, which was, I think it was £300 for the three years, so not, not a significant amount of money, to provide the technical data. And they come and service the unit twice a year. They'll come and check it over. I mean, they can do it remotely to these days anyway, but they come out and physically check the unit to make sure that it's technically sound and everything is working correctly. So at the end of the three years, we've then complied with the grant scheme, we will then have to pay another £300 for the next three years 
to provide the data because we want to see the data too. We want to know that the unit is being used. That's part and parcel. And we want it obviously maintained as well. So going forward, there is some additional costs that you have to bear in mind uh, that has to be accounted for. Thank you, Frank. It's been lovely to talk to you and hopefully you've inspired some other communities to install an electric charging point. It was a pleasure, Thank you very much.